This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys are in for a treat. I have a friend of mine. He is a journalist. He is a PRtist. I call that, you know, PR an artist. He's an author. He has a magazine. He's Amazon, one of Amazon's top reviewers on Amazon. I don't know if there are any limitations because he's finally got serious about getting on camera and he's doing <laughs> film as well as he was going to be traveling even overseas, but he's also a model, folks, because he's a brand ambassador with his own shoe, has a suit line. Cyrus Webb, welcome to Diversify Game. Thank you so much, Kellen. Glad to be able to see you, man, and have this conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. La last time we talked, my hair was shorter, but, you know, I was on your show with my wife about our books. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I, and you don't get, you don't do interviews, so I just got to get all the way nosy. So you're going to have to forgive me. This is why you, know, you, you hesitated for a couple months to do this. You knew I was <laughs> but can you tell the people from Mississippi – yeah. You know, how you got your start. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's interesting. You and I were just talking about before we began the, the segment, Kellen, that there really are no such things as overnight successes, right? There were years that went into the making of it. And for myself, uh, even though my journey, I, I would say, officially began in 2003 when I joined radio with Conversations Live in Jackson, Mississippi, that really, I think my events happening, you were talking about 1994 uh, early with a, with a, a previous guest. For me, I think if I had to kind of look at it, I would say it would go back for me to 1997. Um, it was after my last suicide attempt, and I realized that I had a purpose for my life. So I started doing more with, you know, people would tell me, you don't have any education, you don't have any official training as an artist. You know, I'm also a visual artist, Kellen. And so I said, so they wouldn't let me put my artwork in shows. So I started having my own shows in hotel lobbies. I, I would rent out uh, hotel conference rooms, go to libraries and use their meeting rooms. <laughs> and I started getting noticed from that. So my first time I appeared in the newspaper in Mississippi was in 1999. It was like, okay, here's this guy you know, he's doing these shows in libraries, and it's actually good. And I was sharing my poetry and stuff then. That set the stage, Kellen, for me in 2003, when Charles Evers, the late Charles Evers, the brother Megar Evers, heard me speak at an event. And he came up to me and he said, have you ever thought about doing radio? I think you'd be good at it. And that set the stage for me doing radio. I had never thought about doing radio, definitely never thought about television, Never thought about anything like that, you know, as far as being the host of something. But that's really how it began, sharing passion with the arts and, you know, in words. And now, here I am. Now, that wraps up a whole bunch of what you've done. I mean, visual artists, but you, you talk about the suicide. And when I talk yeah. about you to other people, I talk about Cyrus Webb. I said he's going for sainthood. 
I mean, this guy is totally focused, whatnot. So what was that in life that you were at such a low point that you would even think about that? Yeah. So this is an interesting thing. And I think especially uh, people of color, we don't talk enough about this particular issue. Kellen, in my respect, now my story is a little different. And it's interesting because when I share it now at schools and stuff, it wasn't, I never dealt with abuse, never dealt with anyone bullying me. My thing was, I didn't think I could live up to what other people saw in me. And I thought I would be better off if they weren't here because then I couldn't disappoint them. That And that's a real thing. And when I share that story, there are a lot of people who are told, oh, you're going to be great, or you have a voice, you're going to end up being on, you know, the Apollo. You're gonna... And they may think, you know what, what if I don't, though? You know, are you going to be disappointed because you're telling everyone I'm going to... And people, I grew up, people telling me what I was going to be. Oh, my, you know, you speak so well. You're going to be this. You know, I can see you doing this. And I didn't have that confidence in myself, and that's what led me to the suicide attempts because I felt like I couldn't live up to that. Now, I won't say, I think it's great for parents to encourage your children. I think that's great. I think it's great for teachers to encourage, you know, when you see a talent, encourage it. it what, I won't put it on anyone else but myself, Kellen, because I didn't feel like I could do it. And I think, you know, there are a lot of people who feel that way, who feel as though, you know, they may have a certain talent. But will that talent take them to this place or will they be using it while working at McDonald's, you know, or Wendy's or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so that was the thing for me. But the irony of ironies for me, and I'm so glad my grandmother got to see this before she died in 2014, exactly what she saw in me and my mother saw in me is exactly who I've become. And I think that is the thing. I had to get to a place, though, where I believed it was possible and not just allow other people's belief to carry me. And that's really what did it for me. I didn't believe enough in myself and my abilities, which is why I push now on a daily for people to have that mindset of believing what they can do and what's possible. Wow. And, and I want to let people know, I mean, you have all this pressure on you. You've written multiple books. You've done it all without a college education. And I know people we're probably pushing that on you because you're from a place where, I mean, historical black colleges are right around the corner and, and down the street. And even if you go right. further down the street, the Harvard of the South, Grambling State University, where you can't miss, you know, yep. um, you see the self plug, Cyrus. Um, but how, <laughs> how did you, with all this pressure, then say, I'm not going to even go to college? Like, and how did people react to that? Not good. <laughs> you know, my, uh, my grandmother was disappointed at the time. I have to be totally honest. She loved me. And, you know, like I said, we had an amazing relationship up until she died at that particular moment. But you have to remember, too, Kellen, for that generation, for her generation, going to college meant something. And not to take anything away from college, but you know what I'm saying. People feel like if you went to college, that that says something about you. That you can say, oh, I went to this place. I graduated from this place. And again, there's nothing wrong. If you've chosen to make that decision, that's fine. But again, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to draw. I wanted to write. And I didn't feel like I needed to go to college for that. Now, you know, again, my family was not happy. But now, hindsight being 2020, <laughs> you know, they, no one even asked me. That's the funny thing. No one ever asked me, well, what college did you go to? 
or where did you graduate from? They just automatically assume I went somewhere, you know, and that's, but I think that's the thing. I think when you are living purpose, when you're walking in purpose, that's the best education you can have because I've learned from the highs of my life. I've learned from the lows. I've learned from what people perceive as failures in my life that I look at as life lessons to help move me forward. And that to me has been the best education I could have gotten. And folks, all of these stories that he's telling you, you can get even greater detail by picking up his books on Amazon. Um, you know, a lot of what Cyrus um, writes about is encouragement and how to, you know, just get through life and, and, and you know, the, the journey, which I just find that yeah. what you did, what, I mean, you did what everyone else did in college, but you did it on your own because you read so much and you, you put so much right. time into learning. So Cyrus, with everything that you have, you know, from the writing to the book club to doing the art, um, how did you monetize it? Because I, somebody's out there listening, saying, hey, I have all those skills, all those passions. I believe that's my purpose, but I don't know how to pay my bills doing what I love. How, what would you say that, you know, you did that separated you maybe from the rest? Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm all about being real with you, Kellen. So, I, so let me go back to 2003 when the, when the broadcasting part of my life began. At the time, I was working a full-time job in 2003. So, you know, I, I could not quit my job in 2003, <laughs> you know, because I was still figuring it out. I mean, broadcasting was totally new to me. Um, I didn't realize at the time, but the people on the radio thought I was white. So they were trying to figure out who is this Cyrus Webb guy. <laughs> you know, here I am on Charles Dever Station. They're like, okay, well, who is this guy? Then, you know, I, I mean, and, you know, I had, you know me, I interview everyone. So I had black, white, everyone on the show. And, of course, they couldn't see me because there was no Facebook bid. So they were only hearing me on the radio like, hey, who is this guy? And so, so people had to try to figure out who I was. So that's the first thing I tell people. Figure out who your audience is first. Because that's what I had to do. I had to figure out who my audience was. Then I had to figure out what my audience wanted. And once I figured out what my audience wanted, and thankfully for me, I didn't feel like I had to change who I was and what I did. But if I saw something was going really well, like if someone really resonated with a perfect example, I had read uh, a book by Stephen Graham at the time about life brands. I mentioned it on the show and I got such a great response from that. So I then did a four week series on that topic and brought guests in to be able to be a part of that conversation every week for that series that blew up. So I realized it was something I was interested in but when I saw my audience wanted it, I doubled down on that and gave them more of that. So I think when you do that, that's when the advertising started. So honestly, it wasn't even a year in from my first year that I first had people say, hey, uh, how can I become an underwriter for your show? Uh, and so, of course, with me, uh, Kellen, you've gotten on, this, on me about this before, as my manager has. I'm cheap. So I undersold <laughs> what I should have been <laughs> charging for these spots. But, I mean, I, I was able to start building that response. So, so the advertising part is definitely one component. But you know, just like I know, Kellen, the world we're living in today, now you can, you can be able to repurpose your content in such a way you can monetize all over the place, right? You can, you can have a part of that, you know, that runs on Facebook, insert a commercial in there for somebody, 
charge a price for that. You know, you, while you're on the air, you can say, actually read this part of our program is being brought to you by such and such. You can see their website below. So there's that, that kind of thing. But I think the main thing for me, Kellen, was staying true to myself, but also realizing what my audience wanted. And I think once I did that, that's what opened up the door for me to be able to monetize it. And right, I mean, you started, you know, you guys, we're talking about, you know, I, I know I put two decades of my life into this. And so you're starting talking about starting early, because now folks are like, well, how do I get the audience and should, how many Facebook ads and YouTube ads? And I'm like, to me, because and, and, I understand you're cheap is a little different. My thing, these tech companies are not always telling the truth to people. So I'm like, if you're just going to buy ads all day. That's not really my thing. I think organically, like Seth Godwin, um, who, you know, you know, Seth, who's written over right. 200 books you guys can check out after you check out Cyrus Webb's books. Um, he talks about finding your tribe and really that your tribe will find you because right now, if you came out trying to interview Tim McGraw and now they see you in the video, they might be like, who is this guy think he is, you know, but you right. are such a professional at what you do. I mean, it, it, it doesn't even matter, but just proving yourself. So it was so organic. Um, your godmother, Oprah, didn't tap you on the shoulder. That's a joke, you guys. His godmother, as far as we know, isn't Oprah, but I always tell Cyrus that. Um, That's right. Yeah. So with, with monetizing it, um, when did you know that, that oh, I got to get a manager or how to delegate where I put my money so I can grow this? Um, did you have an Al Heyman type that helped you out find, you know, with the money? Okay, so now this is interesting. So again, say, let me just go a little bit further in the timeline. So I started the broadcast in 2003. That's when the Conversations brand started, 2003. I had to quit my job in 2007. It was 2007 that the conversations part started overshadowing my job. And I didn't feel like I could give my best to both. So I had to make a difficult choice. And that choice was to leave a job that was taking care of my bills and, you know, and allowing me to be able to live. Um, and, and I had to leave that alone. So that was in 2007. I can honestly say I have not had to take up any other job since I left my job in 2007. Everything I've done to sustain myself, and I didn't come from money, I didn't have a big trust fund, didn't have any of that. Everything I've been able to do in my business has sustained now for the past 13 years. Now, the funny thing about the manager, I would have people come to me sometime and talk about management. Um, I honestly, in my ignorance, didn't really understand when I needed one at the time why I needed one. Um, I was used to my, everyone dealing with me, advertisers dealt with me, you know, everything was coming through me and I had a system and it worked. So I felt like I was good. I didn't start looking at a manager until the year after my grandmother died. My grandmother died in 2014. So we're talking seven years after I went full time. So it was 2014. I was, that's when I became an Amazon uh, top 500 at the time, 2000, that seems like forever ago, but 2014, and I was getting all kinds of stuff thrown at me, offers and all this stuff, and I was like, you know what, I don't really want to 
worry, worry about that part. <laughs> I just want to do, you know, the cover. I like to do the part that's fun for me, which is the doing the interviews, reading the books, and, you know, that thing. So for me, that's how I knew. I knew at that point I needed someone that could handle that. Um, and thankfully, I had a friend of mine I had known for a decade who had been giving me advice. Um, and so they kind of took on that role. And so it's worked for me. We butt heads all the time in love because they think, you know, you know, you can, should be asking this. I'm not saying, no, I'm not asking for that. You know, I'll do it for this. Or you should do this. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, so, you know, but I know they are coming from a good place. So that's how I knew was when it took the fun out of the creative stuff for me. Because I look at the conversations brand, the reason why I think it's been successful over the years, the Kellen, is because I've stayed true to it, but I also have kept it me. I've kept it fun. It doesn't feel like a job. Uh, it just feels like my life. And the other stuff is not as fun for me. I don't really, the other stuff is not enjoyable for me. But for, to have someone kind of be able to, to filter that stuff has, has helped me out. And, you know, the manager wants you to do stuff because the manager wants more money. As a businessman, <laughs> you know, right, right. We, want, we want to make more money as well. And, you know, uh, I know my deal, I don't know how your deal is, but I get a retainer and then I get a percentage of the things that I go kill and yeah. bring in. Right. And, and it's a health, healthy retainer, but we need more because I'll tell you, I, I did a, a project for an influencer and she's like, I just need to find out. Um, I don't even know what to say to the people. I looked in her email. She had over $50,000 worth of offers to her, real offers. And every other day we could get yes. So that's where the manager's thinking. And Cyrus, you know, we've seen now you've shown us more of your beautiful home for those who follow you. And we say, well, this guy's already living the good life in Mississippi, you know, right next to um, David Banner, possibly. I don't want to give you the location. We got to throw him off a little bit. But, <laughs> but, but, so you got the manager, and with the manager and building your team, did you find that your revenue went up in about how much? Is was it twenty five percent? Was it fifty percent? You know, ten x. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, again, being someone who was who came from, I consider I come from humble beginnings. You know, I mean, I, I like I said, I didn't come from money. My family, you know, we we weren't, you know, rolling in dough. You know, I came from a hardworking family. For me, Kellen, I think the mistake that I made, and again, I, I can I own up to all of my flaws because I look at it as lessons, right? I was thinking too small. And you and I have had conversations. I was thinking, well, this is how much my monthly bills are. I'm making more than that, so I'm good. <laughs> you know, that's honestly just the way I, I looked at it. Um, you know, I didn't have any credit card debt or none of that. Instead of thinking about if I had this this amount of money, I could spend that on things in my business, uh, be able to do this with it, do that. I wasn't thinking that way. And that's what having a manager has helped me to do. Say, okay, yeah, yeah, your bills are covered. But what about if we need to bring on two or three people to travel with you to do this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. You know, I mean, this stuff I wouldn't think about, right? So I would say from the time from 2014 to now, I would say probably the 25, 30% would be, that's, that's yeah, that, I would say that's fair. Cyrus, you know I got to uh, have your manager come on, too. 
uh, <laughs> I, 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 I gotta have you speak because I, I need to tell this person that Cyrus Webb is wanted in Africa on the continent, and there's place you know. Yeah, and you know what? And I want to make that up to you. Um, I, so we definitely need to make that happen. You let our friends know um, that I definitely want to make that happen for sure. Uh, but you know, that's that's the thing though. It's like. It is such an interesting life. I was saying to my manager uh, today, his name is Earl Hall, and I was saying to Earl, this life, I could have never imagined this life even last year, honestly. So much has happened from September 2019 till now. It is, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the things, even just the Amazon component of it, what has happened in the past 10 months, are things that I couldn't have imagined. So I think, again, a lot of that is still staying in purpose, but I think also, like you mentioned earlier, doing the work and then the work paying off for itself. How did you, um, or how do you monetize the art? Because there are so many people who are great with, you know, canvas or, you know, paintbrush yeah. and everything, yeah. but it's not easy. So how did you go about that? Well, let me tell you, it's actually become easier for me, I have to say. Uh, and if people are not using social media as visual artists, as spoken word artists, which I am, you know, as authors, you are missing out big time. I sell a lot of my artwork, Kellen, just showing people me doing my work on Instagram or on Facebook, letting them see a before and after and see, or actually going live and letting them see me work for an hour on stuff. I get offers literally as I'm working on pictures. A perfect example of that is when Prince died. I actually went live on Facebook and was doing a picture of Prince, sold it before I even had it finished. And so I think that is the key, using those mediums. I mean, I think gone are the days of us trying to go to a gallery and trying to sell our work that way. Now the gallery is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> LinkedIn. And if you're not using those platforms, you're definitely are missing out, not only on the exposure, but also the finances. And, and you know, Cyrus, I'm always out of the box. So that what I'm gonna say next is something that I'm putting on record every chance I get. OnlyFans is gonna be the next Facebook. And it's because oh. It's because you're not censored and that now you have artists going to OnlyFans. Not everybody's naked on there and it's shifting. But the fact that, you know, you might draw something that might not be the narrative for whatever social media platform. And they say, we don't want to show that. And so you go to OnlyFans, people can see. Um, I remember almost 17 years ago, we were sitting in the lab, Rich and I, who's still my, my, my right hand guy. And I said, we need to make websites that are like storefront, like galleries. So if you come in the storefront and that's where we're, we're, we're going and, and, you know, and, and it's an expensive focused on web design. That's, you know, that whole experience. And now with COVID, you almost need that virtual, um, you know, type gallery space. So with, with the poetry, got to go out the box. I'm, I'm going to push you a little bit. But with the poetry, poetry can be rap, can be music. Will we ever get a musical Cyrus Webb album? And what genre would it be in? <laughs> uh, no. Well, let me tell you, again, uh, I'm very transparent. I know my limitations. There are three things you don't want to see from me. 
One, you do not want to hear me sing. Two, you do not want to watch me dance. Um, definitely not the dancing. And three, for me, you know, as far as trying to do like, like, I mean, you're, you're very good at, I mean, you know, you're able to make things funny. I, my sense of humor is naturally dry. So it works for me because when I'm not even trying to be funny, it's funny. Uh, so, you know, I, I, but comedy is not my thing. You know, some people, I think they try to stretch too thin. I wouldn't say you're going to get an album from me, but I will say in 2021, you are getting a spoken word project from me through Amazon uh, and that I'm really excited about. And it's a collection of poetry that I've done with a producer right here in my home state of Mississippi. Uh, and it's called Metamorphosis. And so you're actually getting a, a scoop on that. I have, I have not spoken about that anywhere. But in April 2021 for National Forager Month, I am releasing a, and this is my first spoken word project that I've done actually in the, in the past 14 years. Because, um, you know, we see motivational speakers, they're just doing their speech and people will put the beat behind it. So it's not too far-fetched. So once we get this album, if we chop and screw it or we mix it, however we want to mix it, we'll send it to you and say, see, this is what <laughs> you, oh you, you the talents that <laughs> Yeah, I am excited. Like I said, I haven't spoken about this to anybody. So I am excited about this. Um, you know, people who know me, I mean, know that I am I am really old school. I mean, the last time I put out a spoken word album, uh, Kellen, it was on CDs, and I was burning them on my computer, uh, having the labels printed out at Office Depot, <laughs> and being slapped on. Left out of there. I mean, this was before thermal was big, you know. So, uh, so yeah. So, so definitely, I'm excited about this. But it's going to be part of my partnership with Amazon. Uh, my my first uh, spoken word CD. Yeah, in over a decade, it's going to be a lot of fun. Wow, that that's awesome. Now, do you plan to you know tour around and and you know I mean whenever touring and all that is open and uh, have you taken the limits off to say hey I'm willing to go wherever they want to hear me and and you know let let me know what's what's the plan? Yeah, no, I haven't. I honestly, haven't thought that far ahead as far as with the spoken word CD. I really think it's going to be the way I envision it as being part of the brand. Uh, it's really more what I'm doing in building this year with the Cyrus Webb part of the brand. Because, you know, one of the criticisms that I've gotten over the past decade, and I hear things that people say, and, and, I, and I take note, and some of it actually has some validity. Some people said I was hiding behind conversations uh, because I didn't want to put myself up front. And if you notice, that has been a transition the last two years. You've seen more Cyrus Webb presents, more Cyrus Webb stuff and not just conversations. So this is just gonna be part of the extension of the Cyrus Webb part of my brand. Um, so that's how I'm kind of seeing it right now. Uh, I don't have any plans right now as far as doing anything just with the Spoken Word Project, but just incorporating it in everything else that I'm doing with Cyrus Webb Presents. Are you uh, hand selecting um, the, the beats or the instrumentals being used? Or are you letting the producer do all of that? I'll let him, the, I, the, the project's actually done to be honest with you. Oh, um, okay. yeah. Yeah, I'll let, basically what happened was I recorded the tracks and then he built the music around it. Did an amazing job. Uh, I think what people will see, I think they'll see a very uh, personal aspect of me because it, I talk about different things. I talk about suicide. I talk about 
different things that are going on in the world. I talk about race. And so it's a different side of what you get with conversations, which is done purposely. I want you to get more of who I am as an individual, uh, because even though conversations has its own perimeters, as you know, there are things that I don't discuss publicly. There are things I don't get into my personal opinions about things, uh, but I'm a person. So, of course, I have, you know, a perspective about things. So you'll get more of that, I think, uh, in projects like this. Um, but that's kind of how I, you know, how I went about it. And so it was cool to be able to record and then to let him kind of take care, let him do his thing. I did my thing. He did his thing. Beautiful, beautiful. So I see that you are starting the um, at home with Cyrus, the cooking with Cyrus. You're going to show us how to make, you know, these desserts. I, I get my bake on because I'm, I'm a sugar addict I'm, and I'm trying to recover. Right. So I'm excited to see this. Um, where do you, where do you see the, and I think this is a partnership too with Amazon. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so this is interesting. So like I said, it is no, it is no understatement that Amazon has changed my life. And that is just, there's no way of getting around it. My life in the past decade has changed because of Amazon. And to be honest with you, Kellen, you know, I tell people it was really done out of ignorance. I didn't know when I wrote my first review in 2010, that there was a certain thing as an Amazon top reviewer. I didn't know that there were Amazon influencers. I didn't know that Amazon had partners. I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? So I just was looking for a place to share my thoughts about music and books. <laughs> you know, and I went to Amazon. Had a bad experience with the other place. Uh, that I don't even mention them. Uh, so <laughs> that don't care for us. Android users like myself, but um, I had a bad experience with them on their platform, went to Amazon in 2010, and again, that, that has changed my life. So at home with Cyrus Webb is something that actually was birthed out of the pandemic. So this was supposed to be a very big travel year for me. As you know, I did over 18 trips in 2019. I was going to be doubling that this year. In fact, I began 2020 in Los Angeles. I had made three trips to Los Angeles before the pandemic hit uh, really big. So by March of this year, I'd already made three trips, did over 40 in-person interviews that you guys are just now seeing on my weekly show on Roku. But the At Home with Cyrus Web program, you know, came because... I was sheltering in place like everyone else. So basically, I was offered an opportunity to be able to expand on what I was doing with Amazon with reviews. So basically, actually videotaping. You know, I've never done unboxings or anything like that. That's just not my, I'm not, because you know, I'm not a look at me person. So to me, it's about the product. But what Amazon realized, again, someone seeing something before you, I saw it, they realized that I was the draw. And they wanted me to step in front and say, okay, look, I'm Cyrus Webb. This is what I'm using. So everything from the wallpaper you see behind me, the light that's lighting this space up, the desk that the light is sitting on, the floor that the desk is sitting on, all of this was furnished through Amazon as part of an at-home with Cyrus Webb project. So basically room by room, we've gone through and redone it, like put wallpaper up, bookcases together. Uh, the candles you guys will see, the lamps, uh, my new elliptical that's over here in the corner. I mean, all of that came as part of the Amazon partnership. And so I'm basically showing you guys how I use it, basically bringing you into my world. Since I don't have a personal life, Kellen, this is the closest I get. <laughs> 
if we just really, really being real, if y'all wonder what's up, this is my personal life right here. You get the, you're getting it right here. So what you saw, what you're alluding to is even going into the kitchen. So again, this is just such a crazy thing. So then we have companies offering an oven, offering cookware, Aisha Curry cookware. You know, so I mean, so now you guys are going to be able to see me, okay, prepare because my, my grandmother, me how to cook. You guys are going to see some of the recipes that I, you know, used to cook for her. Uh, the first thing you guys are going to see is my my famous apple cobbler that my mom loves. Uh, so you'll see me everything that's pictured. And this is strategic, strategic and sneaky too, in a sense, with the Amazon partnership, because everything you guys are going to see from the curtains in the kitchen, from the the cookware that I'm cooking on, that I'm stirring with. You know, all of that was provided from Amazon. So when you go to athomewithcyrusweb.com, it takes you to a special section on Amazon that includes everything that's in my home. And it's beautiful because I saw the picture you had indoors and I thought you were at like a hotel, you know, uh, yeah. a few days ago. I said, man, Cyrus then came up. I wonder if he, if he you know, <laughs> what happened? So... So somebody's listening and they're, they're going to say, well, it seems like he just did the work and Amazon or whomever called him and that he didn't have to, you know, cold call or he didn't have to reach out to anybody. Is that correct in saying that? Or, you know, was there another word? Wait. I would love to lie to you and say <laughs> that I reached out. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, and this is just being real, Everything that's come with Amazon partnership, they reach out to me. That's, but again, it is because I had done the work. And, and I guess, too, what I've learned, because, you know, I, it's so funny. I'm now in the top 300 of Amazon reviewers in the country. But I have more helpful votes on my reviews than the number one person. And the thing that people like about my reviews is I tell a story. I don't just say, this was good. This looks nice. <laughs> I like to share the experience. So I tell you, you know what? I really don't normally, you know, use this. But, you know, and I, I bring you in, and that's what customers, you know, are, are drawn to. Because they want to know, okay, you know, if I get this, what can I expect? You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, everything, and I mean everything that's come from the Amazon partnership has been them reaching out to me. And you were, and, and I just want to, let people know you were doing that for free. It's not like you were getting paid. Oh, to yeah. Again, go back to 2010, right. I was just posting. I would buy stuff. You know, I would generally buy something and want to share the experience. I'd buy a book, share the experience. You know, buy, you know, music, share the experience. Rent a movie on Amazon, share the experience. Then, you know, I'd run out of something in the house. I'd buy that on Amazon, share the experience. I didn't even know there was a ranking system. Well, honestly, I did, you don't know what you don't know. And I mean that. I didn't know there was a ranking system. So when I started getting the emails, I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> you know, it was the craziest thing to me. Because I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And so did the shoe deal and did the soup deal that you have, did that all work the same way? No calls, they called you. All that. The clothes that I'm wearing while I'm doing this interview with you, all of this, because they've gotten to know my style now. You know, they know I'm, I'm that kind of quirky, nerdy, you know, <laughs> want to be, you know, uh, up guy. And so, yeah, they'll say, hey, we'd like to offer you this. 
Uh, we see you're, you're doing this. We'd like to offer you this. We see you're traveling here. We'd like to offer you this. And so, I mean, that's how it works. So right now they have all of my sizes. Every year I submit my sizes. And they'll just send stuff. They'll send shoes. They'll send socks. They'll send pants, shorts, you know, everything. Uh, and, and that's kind of the way it works. And, and I think because I have such an appreciation for it, I don't take it for granted, Kellen, at all. And I think you know me well enough to know. Mm-hmm. So I have sometimes I sit there and I just cry. Because it's like, how did this even happen? You know, I don't take it for granted because I know it can stop tomorrow. But the fact that a brand appreciates my feedback, and that's really what it boils down to. They appreciate the feedback and what that feedback is doing for other people. And for them to reward it that way, that means a lot. And that you're getting paid now, like an IG model, to, you know, <laughs> wear, wear these things. I, I love it. I love the, 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 the progress because it's not like Cyrus Webb is out there in a, 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 a tank top or, you know, some, hey, will you put on anything? You're putting on things that are just naturally you. Right. And, and, and there's been some pushback. There's been some pushback, Kellen, and, I, and I'll be totally real with you. There are some companies that want, like, I, you know, this is going to sound trivial to some people, but it's a big deal for me. Like you mentioned the tank top. There is going to be one of the videos in the home of Cyrus Webb because no one's seen me in a tank top, right? Mm-hmm. But you will see me in that when I'm doing the exercise stuff. That's another part of that home of Cyrus Webb stuff. But I, I drew the line with like the underwear. I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. And the iPad companies ask, you know, hey, you know, would you mind, you know, shooting this? Or and I'm like, no, that's not my thing. You know, I'll wear it. Let you know what the experience is like as far as hosting it. I'm not going to do that. Some some companies want you to be shirtless. You know, I'm like that doesn't fit in with my natural. I mean, have you ever, well, I'm, let me just tell you, there's nothing special about seeing me with my shirt. <laughs> I have a little voice chest at 45 years old. <laughs> you're not going to get anything. I promise you, there's nothing to see there. But so, I mean, so that's, and, and they will say, well, what if I offer you this? What if I give you, what? And I'm like, no, that's, it doesn't, it has to fit me, right? Yeah. And now I have to say on the underwear thing, this is probably TMI, but I was, <laughs> I did think, well, maybe I could do a shot, a profile shot with me, like I'm laying in bed reading, uh, and you just see the side, <laughs> and I was like, no, because I don't even do that. So I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it, you know? So, I mean, I did try to think of ways that I could, you know, help them with what they, because basically what they wanted was the image. You know, and, and I was like, no, I'm not. I won't even post underwear pictures. And I normally, if you see my reviews, 80% of them, my reviews on Amazon has pictures. Like, if I'm talking to you about a speaker, you're going to see the speaker, me using the speaker. If I'm talking to you about wallpaper, you're going to see me hanging the wallpaper. When it comes to underwear, <laughs> you're not going to see any pictures of me in underwear. You're not going to see any pictures of me in socks. Um... And definitely tank top. I didn't have to take any pictures with the tank tops. But so you have to be true to you. Now, people will try, as you know, Kellen, they'll try to throw that money at you and say, well, we'll, we'll give you this. Just do that. It's just a picture. You know, it's just a video. But I realized with this arrangement, my image can be used as they see fit. Because once I submit it, they can do with it what they want to do with it. So they can post. And I wouldn't want that on Instagram. 
you know, I wouldn't want that, you know. So you just have to think. Now, some people say, well, I, you know, I don't care, you know, and that's fine. I just personally don't feel that way. No, that's, that's yeah, you, you have to draw the line what you're comfortable and who knows. At 60, you might say, you know what, you still want to see me in underwear? <laughs> I've been working out in a different way. Fine. You know, what, with all the success that you've had, what is the community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? That's a good question because it is important for me to, to, I mean, to make sure that I'm paying it forward. And I do it actually in several ways. Um, for one, you know, I find charities that I believe in both locally and otherwise that people I've heard about on the show, I become, you know, monthly contributors for them. Uh, for businesses, a lot of the things that I, I may get that I may not personally want to use, I'll let them use them as giveaways uh, for events. Like sometimes companies will send me two of things and I'll say, you know what? I really don't need two Michael Kors watches. So I, so I give away to this, you know, to, and they'll end up doing a giveaway for their customers and they'll put me down as one of the sponsors, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I do believe that's very important. And I want people to know, perfect example, uh, during the summer, I was offered a uh, classroom set of chairs because they know I do readings with kids and stuff. And I said to myself at the time, I was like, you know, I'm not probably going to be able to do that this year, <laughs> this year. So I reviewed the chairs with my nephew and then I donated them to a community center because I was like, you know, it, I mean, I would rather them be used than me waiting to see when I can be in a room with kids again. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that has been one of the cool things with the Amazon project. Now, the only, uh, the only thing that's in my contract is I can't sell it. So I can give away whatever I want to give away. And that's what I choose to do. No, I, no, I'm just saying, I mean, that's one of the cool things is that, you know, I mean, as long as I'm not selling it, which is the only caveat I have to the arrangement with Amazon, I can do with it whatever I want to do with it. So that's been one of the great things that as I kind of see a need for something, especially something I'm not going to use, because some of the things that are sent to me, quite honestly, are sent to be part of a backdrop, right? I mean, so, um, you know, if I'm not, if I know it's something I'm not going to need, uh, I'll gladly be able just to give that away. Can you can you talk about, you know, I, I want to just go back to the um, old Cyrus from suicide now to doing all of these things. What are some things that keep you grounded that entrepreneurs can take? Because now that you have so much on the table, sometimes, you know, in this life, it's can I keep this up and how long will it last? And if I did have to go back to that job, how depressed would I be to have to, you know, get that 30 minute lunch break or hour lunch break where you're free right now and you're, you're, you're happy? How do you deal with that pressure? You know, that's a great question. And let me be honest with you. I think probably the reason I have not had a problem is because I do still in many ways have that country boy mentality. Mm. Uh, and I think because I tell people all the time, if things weren't going well in my business, let's say this year, because with everything going on, if things were not, I wouldn't have a problem going to get a job. It would not bother my ego, not one bit, because I know I was doing what was necessary to keep everything going. I wouldn't stop what I was doing with conversations and Cyrus represents. But if it took that, I would have no problem. I have a lot of empathy, Kellen, for people who have 
you know, I made a decision 20 years ago not to have a family uh, for right now, because I, for me, this was more important for me to build this and do this for me. I felt like this was more important than a relationship, than having the other things that are great for some people. But I knew for myself, if I looked at myself, and I didn't even know 20 years ago that I'd be right now, but I know I made the right decision. But I said that to say, if I had a family, I tell people, go get that part-time job. I mean, do what you need to do to take care of your responsibilities. Don't let your dream die. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make, though, Kellen. They, they say, well, you know what? This isn't paying the bills. I'm just going to stop doing this and go over here. You know, that, then it wasn't really your passion in the beginning. Then. If you can give it up that easy, because I'm in a relationship right now. I'm in a 17-year relationship right now, and I'm so happy with that relationship. You know, and that's because I've nurtured this relationship with conversations. It's a part of who I am. When I make decisions, I think about that. And if that decision meant, you know what, Cyrus, you know, things are a little slim right now. You may have to do something on the side. I would do that to make sure I was able to take care of that relationship. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.